Hey there, and welcome back to Rival Reviews, a podcast for anime and manga recommendations and reviews. As always, I'm your host, DJ, and this week I want to take you on a journey. A land where ridiculously descriptive long titles meet ridicul- just as ridiculous harems. That's right. This week we're talking about Isekai. Now, full disclosure, I know for a fact that this episode is going to have a whole probably bunch of Japanese names that I'm going to butcher, so I apologize beforehand. Uh, But yeah, essentially for those who are not uh, aware, um, Isekai is one of those uh, type of genres where, you know, whether it's uh, reincarnation, after death, uh, summoning into your favorite video game or 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 a book, or even being summoned all of a sudden to a fantasy land where you are immediately met with the king of some distinct country saying that you are the hero and you need to save everybody. Um, that's generally everything that kind of encompasses under the umbrella of uh, Isekai. I will say I definitely do enjoy the idea of reincarnation probably the most. Um, Mainly due to the fact that, you know, you not to get too into the idea of religion or anything like that for that matter. But I like to think that, you know, if if there is going to be uh, something uh, after death uh, being reincarnated into like some kind of fantasy land where I can, you know, shoot a fireball and or or or, uh, become a a knight or something like that sounds a lot better than just, uh, you know, inevitable darkness. Um, so yeah, so I think that's why that I generally enjoy this, uh, genre, um, is just the idea of that. Um, I always did find the idea of summoning a little funny, just due to the fact that it's always kind of follows the same pattern where, you know, they get sucked up into a portal off the street or, or something like that, and then all of a sudden they're kind of like in this like throne room basically said, Hey, sorry for taking you out of your, uh, you know, your everyday life, but, uh, I'm going to throw you all this, uh, responsibility and, uh, you're our only hope. So, uh, good luck. Um, basically great example. I think one of the best examples that I can, I can say of this is if you've watched, uh, shield hero, is like all of a sudden he just gets summoned and just gets told what to do. And then of course, like not too much spoilers due to the fact that I think this happens in the first episode, but like immediately gets screwed over by the princess of the country. And basically for the first good chunk of the story is him just fixing problems and also dealing with the fact that the Royal family has made them made him hated by everybody. Um, and I like the way that it did that in, in terms of like, you know, I'm going to take you away from your, your, everything that you love, your fam, your friends, your family, everything else like that, give you this responsibility and then also just totally screw you right at the beginning. Um, (laughs) I, I always found that really funny. Um, and then I would say, as I was speaking a lot to this last week, um, on Tomi Yuzukai's, I feel like a lot of them follow the immersion subplot where whether it's a book that they wrote or uh, a book that they read and they have all of this 
insider information about what's going to happen in the story and like pivotal story points that they can take advantage of and stuff like that. Um, I also like the angle of this one just due to the fact that, like I said, it's, it's well, one, what I like about it too, is that it's not just usually in most isekais, it's like some kind of overpowered male character where I find in most Otomi isekais, it's a strong female lead. And instead of having to resort to, you know, overpowered magic and, and, uh, sword fighting and and don't get me wrong like obviously i love those things and everything else like that but i like the break of you know them having to be a you know a lady of the court and having to use their words instead of instead of like a sword in a fight and like kind of like like uh the the fighting of the of the backhanded compliments i always found that really fun um what i also find truly hilarious about this genre is that without fail all of the titles are completely ridiculous um and most of the titles are like very like to the point like obviously like you can get straight to the point where like for instance you can go like um my reincarnated life as a slime like okay well right out the bat we know exactly what this is going to uh cover and exactly what's going on um, I, I've brought in a couple other, I wrote down some of the most ridiculous titles that I could find, um, probably more just get more ridiculous. And I swear I, what I find the most is that I, they're getting longer. They have to be getting longer. Um, and I know that they're doing it on purpose. They have to be, there's no way it's on accident. Um, so some of the ridiculous titles that I was able to find was, uh, do you love your mom and her two hit multi combo? Um, I've been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level. And then the one that I found that took the cake for probably one of the longest I had ever seen, uh, the former top one sub character training diary, colon, a dedicated player is currently conquering another world that if that's not a mouthful, I really don't know what is. Um, <laughs> and right there in the title, you know exactly what you're strapped in for and what you're going to be reading about. Um, which I guess you could say is a plus or a minus. I'll, I'll leave that up for you to decide. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that being said, um, I know that there is a lot of hate to this genre as well. Um, one of the ones that I know that gets a certain amount of hate is obviously sort of online. Um, whether this is just because of like, you know, the story is just repetitive. There's some questionable things that happen, like, you know, the whole, uh, kind of brother, sister weirdness in the second season. That was kind of weird. Very happy that they strayed away from that directly after that season. Um, and I, I do also understand that, it gets to the point where you get so many of the same thing things where, you know, the main character is completely overpowered or, or like they can never lose or, or things like that. But I think it's also the fun of this genre is that you can just turn off your brain and just watch mindless magic fights and, especially the way that the way animation is and everything else now, um, the fights are crazy good looking. And so, you know, is the story repetitive? Is it really obvious as to what's going to happen next? 
Um, is it gonna follow the same train of thought where, you know, there's a crazy harem and they're only gonna get more overpowered and they're they're never gonna have any troubles doing anything and everything. And but that's you know that's part of the plot. So you know, I'm a very firm believer that if you don't like it, that's okay. But you don't have to be rude to somebody who does enjoy the genre. And I would say, if anything, that that's the takeaway for any most things, <laughs> whether it just be anime related or not. Like, there's there's no reason to hate on something that somebody else likes. Um, and I and I am fully aware that, especially in this genre, it gets a lot of unnecessary hate for for whatever reason. Um, yeah, that being said, I, um, I did once again kind of make my top five as to what I kind of felt were, were my favorite or important, uh, isekais that I've watched. Um, so first one I kind of put on the list and I've kind of already talked about is, uh, Sword Art Online. One of the really great ones, uh, kind of hits on the, uh, immersion one where, you know, gets stuck in the video game, everything else like that. Um, it's a great watch. I don't understand why this anime gets so much hate. Um, I find that it's another good, really introductory series as well. Um, and yeah, I really don't understand the hate that it gets. Cause personally, I think the fights and the struggle and especially the first season, like when they were truly stuck and it was like the death game and everything else like that, I would argue that it's probably one of, one of the more favorites of any kind of anime plot that I've ever watched. And though I understand that it kind of went off the rails there a little bit kind of later on, and then now it's kind of turned more into a selective, immersive, isekai type of situation, I guess. Um, I did still really enjoy the first season, and I think that the strength of the first season um, deserves the credit and... I don't think that it should get as nearly as much hate as it does. Um, so yeah. Um, next one, um, just because I kind of tied it into Sword Art Online, just because it, it kind of followed the same idea of the immersion into like a video game setting was Log Horizon. Um, what I always found nice about this one is that it's, it, it is kind of very similar to the sense of Sword Art Online where they're like in the game, but there isn't really like the, the, the the death game penalty really as we've seen is uh they do revive they get like basically like when they do die or whatever they get sent to back to the church in their hometown or whatever and then they get to start again um but what i also like about this one is that it it it's more politically based where like you know a whole server of people basically woke up in a video game that they played and then now that they're stuck here, they have to actually learn how to like, I found that like in, for instance, like in Sword Art Online, it kind of just like all of a sudden, like the entry town was there and like stores were open and like none of the how that happened ever really got introduced. And that's what I find really cool about Log Horizon is that you got to see like the creation of councils and the creation of the towns and people finding what they're good at and um 
thing, like I just I found that there was a lot more flushing out of the world and how it was created versus just the overarching proof like idea of okay, but how do we get out of here? Um, obviously that is an important thing, but I I I, I enjoyed the world building in Lock Horizon a lot more. Um, kind of tearing off from that idea, um, number three, I've put, again, I apologize, uh, Mushoku Tensai, a uh, jobless reincarnation. I would argue that this is probably the first one that I ever watched with the idea of reincarnation, where the idea is that they, they came from the real world or earth or whatever, and then they were reincarnated with their past memories into this fantasy world. Um, and how they were able to kind of utilize um, the memories of the person that they were and who they have now become. Again, I will obviously um, preface that, you know, was awakened to to already like the, the, the logic of, I you know, the power of knowledge and, you know, started learning magic when they were like three or whatever. Um, so they had that going for them, but I do find that it was nice that they then started adding struggle and, and, and characters that were clearly stronger than him and that he still had a lot to learn and he wasn't just like overwhelmingly more powerful than everybody else in, in the show. Um, and what I also thought that this show did really well was it showed, so Again, obviously, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil too much, but I, I, I do enjoy that because his past self was uh, a shut-in and, uh, like, felt very low about himself and everything else like that, that, that actually translated and he actually had to not only grow as this new person in this new world, but also grow as the person that he used to be. And I thought that that was a really cool thing that they incorporated into this story. Um, so next one on the list um, is um, Inuyasha. Reason for this being on my list is that it's probably one of the first animes that I ever completed from start to finish. Um, also one of the first animes that I ever watched. Um, and what I liked about this one is the, was the idea of the, the isekai of the going back and forth. Um, like being able to go, so basically, you know, going from the, I can't remember what, but like back in the past, basically, and being able to go back and forth through the well, um, and kind of having that freedom of going back and forth, um, between the two worlds. Cause a lot of the time we watch these Isekais and the whole over, over thing is like, you know, oh, I have to beat the bad guy so I can get home or, oh, I have to beat the bad guy to find the way home or. That that's always like the the end goal. Where this one, you know, she wanted to go back and everything else like that because she had a whole other life and friends, and then you know, at some point or another, family on this other side of the well, um, as well as from her original world, and kind of being able to juggle the two and everything else like that. I thought that that was a really cool way to go about the isekai genre that not at least in my opinion, has been replicated since. Um, unless you count uh, what I count as number five, and I know I'm going to get a lot of slack for this, but at number five on my list is Digimon. 
nobody would think that this is an isekai, but hear me out. They're in the real world. They're at camp. They get dragged into another world. That's isekai. Um, and if as soon as I thought about that, I knew I had to put put it on this list because I I love Digimon. I find that it's fun. It's great. And again, it's one of those. It's one of those uh, isekais where it kind of has that return element. But then once the return, I guess, issue had been solved. Um, it was no longer the primary focus, and it was like more about the saving this secondary world that had become a second home to the Digidestin and everything else like that. And then, you know, kind of the flip flop of a almost kind of like a, I guess, a reverse isekai, where like they were then dealing with evil Digimon in the real world, um, which I thought was again really cool and a really different take on the way things are are done generally in this genre. Um, so that's why that was in number five. So I guess next step is to uh, then now go over the questions of from last week. Um, so we had a couple here. Let's see. Who is your favorite ship that should have happened but didn't? Um, okay, so this is... <laughs> again, I keep bringing this up, but it is also one of my favorite animes. Um... But uh, Mustang and Hawkeye, 100%. You know, they they teased it, and obviously they care for each other very much, and I understand that they're going for the whole, you know, they're strong comrades, and, you know, they're, they're the ones that they trust the most out of each other and everything else like that, but, uh, I wanted them together so bad. And I, and I still, to this day, truly hope that it happens. Um... That would be followed very closely by Miku over Yotsuba in the quintessential quintuplets. I don't care what everybody says. I liked the chemistry between the male lead and Miku so much better than with Yotsuba. And I still, to this day, do not understand why it went that way. Um, if you read it, I'd love to hear your opinion on that argument. Because, I am I crazy? I don't think I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Um, and then I'm going to follow that up with basically any harem romance that chooses some ridiculous choice that was either introduced at the be- at the beginning of the of the thing where it was clearly that she was going to be the fail the female lead, but uh, you know there's a childhood best friend that they've had the entire time there, and they were never together with very good example of this nisekoi i i'm just gonna leave it at that i've never understood it um and then i guess yeah currently what i'm reading so currently what i'm reading is uh a manga called rusu again apologize rusu no himo seikatsu i don't really know what the english of that is uh but essentially this is uh again one of those i guess summoning uh, isekais, where basically he's summoned to... This one I find interesting, though, because instead of, like, being OP or, you know, having to be the hero to, to defeat the bad guy, he's actually summoned to be the new king of a country, which I find kind of super interesting, where, you know, there's no real fighting. It's, like, more all about, like, kind of the politics 
Um, there is obviously like some magical elements involved and everything else like that, but none of that really comes from the male lead, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, so I would give that a read if uh, you maybe have some time. Um, yeah, so that's all I have for this week. Uh, next week, I'm thinking about going into the uh, dub versus sub element and kind of what I feel uh, are some strong dubs in comparison to subs and kind of the argument as to not so much which one is better, but, you know, why people some prefer ones over the other. Um, so as always, thank you for listening. Um, once again, um, thank you for any reviews that I got this week and everything else like that. And for the people that gave me the questions, um, that's awesome. And like I said, at the end of the day, that's what I kind of want this more to be about is a conversation between, between us. Uh, so once again, it's rival X reviews on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, um, and then rivalxreviews at gmail.com if you just want to email me any questions or or comments or anything else like that. Um, and yeah, I will uh, see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye.